Spoiler in time, folks. A companion show to Cord Killers. Cord Killers is a show where we talk about the news, how things are going in the streaming world, how to find things to watch. And then we watch them and we come here and we talk about them. This week, we're going to talk about The Boys, season four, episodes seven and eight. And Westworld is back. And we're talking about season four, episodes two and three. I'm Tom Merritt. He's Brian Brushwood. Yeah, dude. And by the way, uh, sometimes we don't watch the things and we talk about them, which is an experiment we're trying right now with Westworld. Although I don't know which one are we going to start with, Tom? Let's start with Westworld, uh, episodes two and three. And uh, as Brian uh, reminds us, uh, Brian is only experiencing season four of Westworld through the eyes of Bryce and myself. That's For right. the record, Until I very much enjoyed episode one. I can't wait to find out what happens in the next two episodes. I took and, notes, and, Tom. Did you take notes? I, I took a lot of notes. I did not take notes. So I'm very glad that you actually take your job responsibilities seriously. <laughs> and I, uh, I will lean on you, uh, unnecessarily. Uh, but, but yeah, I, Brian, you're going to watch it, though, right? That's still the plan. Yeah, sure. I mean, assuming that you guys don't give up on it <laughs> midway through. If you guys start hate watching it, I may fail to binge it. Uh, sure. Okay. okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, episodes two and three are well enough alone. And uh, what was it? Filet Ane? Uh, yes. Ane's. Ane Filet. Ane Filet. Yeah. I don't know what. The, is yeah. that a French? It, 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 oui. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wait. Uh, here. On français. En français. Okay. Um, years. Folly. Oh. Okay. Um, oh, interesting. Anyway, uh, what we have here is uh, Jesse Pinkman uh, heading off uh, with Mave, uh, um, with Mave, uh, and getting sucked into a new Westworld, but it's. Westworld Chicago. Okay. Did, did you hear? Uh, I, so, uh, real quick, okay. when last we visited Westworld, I was asking, I was asking, uh, they didn't establish whether or not the robots or the humans won the war. We still don't know. Still don't know. I mean, we yeah. presume, so they tell us a lot of stuff that you presume that the humans won. But right. also, <laughs> but, I want to bring up something that you mentioned last time we did Spoiler in Time, Brian, which right. was these, this idea that they hadn't established by episode one of like, what if the humans are the hosts and they have all been replaced and they don't know? Uh, yeah, that seems like what's the story that they're doing. Oh, no. <laughs> that seems like it is. <laughs> did I accidentally stumble into because I didn't right. have all the context? <laughs> well, but, but I think this episode is really good at showing uh, – Tom, correct me, but I feel like they showed another – uh, magnitude of like awareness of the previous Westworld history, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, by the so so uh, so so Maeve, uh, they're following clues, uh, and they get invited uh, because they uncover that the senator in California and his wife are have been replaced by robots, uh, and it's kind of complicated because only the senator has been replaced. Uh, and died, whereas the wife is still alive, and she's being kept in a stable. Oh no! Uh, she she got shot in the head at the end of that scene. And then at the end of that scene, oh. she gets she gets shot. Hey, Correct. But but they no find spoilers her in the, and spoiler in time. It's fine. They it's find her in the stable, right? Like like yeah. she's still alive when they find her. Is my point. Whereas the the senator was long dead. He'd yes. already been killed. That's yeah. true. And she was like playing with the entrails of the horse. She was like really 
messed yeah, up. Yeah, she was obviously been tortured and long gone. And her whole point was to deliver some vague uh, words that will help Maeve uh, and, uh, and, and uh, thank you, Caleb. Why can I never think of Caleb's name? <laughs> that will help I, I, Maeve I, and Caleb. By the way, Caleb. for the record, I'm perfectly comfortable with them always being Jesse Pinkman. That's fine. <laughs> And uh, so, so they go, they go to this like swanky, uh, opera house place. Yeah. Opera house. They've been invited to, uh, they, they put on, uh, swanky opera clothes. Uh, uh, so Jesse Pinkman's wearing a tux, uh, <laughs> and they're the only ones there. And then they, they, you know, figure out some stuff and go into some secret quarters and get into a secret bar and so they go and order a drink, trying to figure out what's going on in the secret bar. And before they know it, the bar is a train and the train's headed to Westworld. That's right. That is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. In fact, that's uh, the end of episode two. That's episode two. Now, <laughs> okay. episode three is great because you know who we haven't talked about all season, Brian. Uh Bernard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we start episode three with Bernard back in the sublime. Do you remember the last time we saw Bernard? Uh, what was in the previous season. He was the one that actually disconnected the future predicting robot, right? Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so he, he put on the little, the little, uh, we remote head sensor thing. Right. Uh, and he went into the sublime, the world where the host personalities are living. And apparently everyone there, Tom is able to, uh, suss out what the future is going to be. Yeah, so they I do a Doctor Strange part, thing. That, yeah, it makes a Eileen uh, and I turn to each other and like, oh, Doctor Strange. But yeah, they, it makes a certain bit of internal cons consistency because they are a highly proficient supercomputer. And the key is uh, moments outside are centuries in the sublime. So they have time with their computing resources to simulate all possible scenarios in the real world and figure out which ones are going to cause what results, which is only important to Bernard in the sense of he now knows what he has to do to save humanity. Now, Brian. So, well, no, now Brian, I've we've you just we've told you this concept. This is what Bernard's power is. He's with Stubbs. Stubbs is still there. Yeah. What do you think they do with with Bernard's story? What type of story? I, I an would, action story, a very dramatic story, a very contemplative. So, so, okay. so what type of the, set the, the lead up Bernard is changing. Wakes up, he's, Bernard's covered in dust. Mm. It's been years since he put on the headset for him. You know, he doesn't realize it. Caked in uh, dust. He he wakes up and Stubbs is like, ah, thank goodness. I thought you'd never been awake up. It's been years. So uh, and they go do slapstick comedy. Uh, close. <laughs> they go and do like off. they go and do bad boys. Like Bernard is doing <laughs> damn bad boys, and I'm so into it. Oh yeah, and, and and to be clear, this is all in the physical world, not in the yes. uh, 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 for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. uh the science fiction the author uh, yeah. Peter F. Hamilton has a series in which uh it covers so many thousands of years that some of the characters go quote unquote post-physical like why do you have that stupid body laying around come join right, us in post-physical right. so it's like and i'm, I'm kind of into this idea yeah we're back in the physical world a few years later but bernard knows everything that's going to happen right and so what happens is he ends up doing this doctor strange action movie so they go to like a diner and he's like i know all of the paths 
that we can take from this exact moment. And I have to make sure that we do all of those things that will lead to me saving the world and me being alive at the end. Wait, 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 wait. Are are, are they doing an edge of tomorrow? And so he's like, hey. You need to leave. Remember the shovel. And Sub's like, what shovel? He walks up. There's a, there's a shovel. Uh, yeah. You know, they go to the... You'll, you'll, they, you'll they, settle for the eggs and bacon. What are you talking about? I'm getting I'll the take, waffle. I'll take the pastrami. Uh, we don't have that. You want the eggs and bacon? Oh, I'll settle for that. Like, and so they do this great... I think, I think you guys are talking me into getting caught up. It's I don't know. Good. This sounds awesome. Oh, my so gosh. Then he, he, while, while Stubbs is inside eating what he's settled for... Uh, Bernard goes out and kills two guys and sticks them in a trunk. Beheads one of them. As one does. With the yeah. shovel. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, once you say I've examined all possibilities and mm-hmm. this is the one true path, literally, as we saw from everything everywhere all at once, like nothing's off the menu. Like, like yeah. if, if that's the, what makes it work, then fine. And then yeah. do you know where they go next, Brian? There's there's so many new locations in the season of Westworld. Tell me they rob a bank. They go to the condemned lands. That's right, folks. Mad Max is in Westworld. What? They go to a desert world to find raiders who are hiding out to find the secret weapon that they're looking for. And Bernard knows where it is, and he's going to save the day because it's the Doctor Strange thing. Does he start hand-boning? And he's like, this is all part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, well, but the, the key is the two people he killed were, were the contacts for the Raiders. And so he makes contact instead. The Raiders see through it. They know exactly that he's not the right contact. But he's able, because he knows everything about what's happening, and he shouldn't know anything, to convince them to take him to their headquarters. And they keep showing the the, uh, the head of one of these contacts. And you remember in previous seasons oh, that right. the the memory ball things in the hosts those were red, I believe, right? They're like dark, like a dark red. They've got a new. It's a new thing. It looks like a little apple a ball, and it's, it's white, white, and it's yeah. got flaps and stuff on it. And and uh, and that's how he convinces her. Is he's like, you know, those two contacts. Well, they'd been replaced by hosts. You know, here's the head to prove it. She's like, ah, shit, you're right. Okay, That's so 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 we're 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 playing the game of we don't know which one of these is an invader uh, among people, but mm, mm. and, and yeah. Bernard is a host. We all know this, right? She does not. Uh, uh, well, I can't tell if they're also hosts, like the Raiders. Everybody's a host. Maybe I'm not sure. Well, the thing I, I mean, sure seen it, but for everything I've Caleb heard, it sounds like everybody's a host. A host. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that excites me about this premise that they're walking into uh, uh, is the idea that we know that this is a world where there are humans and there are hosts, and we know that the hosts want to be seen as like a next, an up, a human plus, an an evolution of uh, we're, we're right. humanity's children, basically. And so, yeah, one of the things yeah. that they find in, uh, 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 by the way, it's called Gang World, um, uh, supposedly. Is it all Chicago nineteen forties? Yeah. It is. Okay, okay. And right like on. they do. The, it's it's actually it's a really great scene. Like they go, they shot it in the same place where they filmed the previous Sweetwater scenes. They have recreated the bar. They've got a new faux Mave and a new faux. Um, a, a so, you're, so you're walking through a street in 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 20s 30s era Chicago prohibition era yeah yeah but and the, a can, can rolls away well yeah exactly uh, and then and, you see and, the and, fake and, Dolores and Caleb's about to pick it up and uh, and Maeve's like don't touch that it's a side quest <laughs> oh and, that's 
And uh, so you okay, see, I like that. Uh, just tell me, is there some version of the piano playing? Oh yeah, yep. it did. Uh, it's playing Billie Eilish as the bad guy in the first scene, <laughs> and then it is doing this huge. You remember how there's a bank robbery in uh, Sweetwater, right? Oh you yeah, wrong, yeah, that's one of the quests, right? Right. So all of those people show up as like faux knockoffs as well, do the same thing, but it's all Tommy guns. And, oh, that's awesome! Uh, so there's and, a faux Doris, there's a faux Mave. Mave criticizes how well or you know mm -hmm. good, good or bad than faux Mave is at her job. And the whole point is that they want to get downstairs. And so Maeve's like, the best way to get downstairs is to die. So when when the folks raid the bar, uh, she just starts killing everybody. Uh, and then they hide among the bodies. They get in the truck and go downstairs. And then, Brian, yes, they go down and it's like, oh, my God, this is. We got in really easy. This is really weird. And they're looking around, and a security the alarms Wait, go it, off. It, uh, real quick, previous episode, uh, somebody tricked them into getting on a train to go here, right? They right. they found their way there. Okay, it, it, so it sounds to me like they, they were guided they found there. In, they found information, and it's unclear whether they were guided or they, you know, right. stumbled so into they, it. They, right. they go underground. Now I'm lost again. No, no, no. They, they go, go underground. Yeah. Listen, listen. Okay. Just listen. Go underground. The alarm goes off. Rant, rant, rant. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. And they walk out the door and a security guy goes up and he's like, oh, hey, where are you? are not supposed to be in here. And they're like, ah, crap. We, we, we got caught. Hey, we know we just got lost. And then all of the all of the knockoff hosts storm in. This is part of the story. The Westworld massacre. And so they're on like a fake Westworld like uh, underground area. And then they actually get to the real underground area and it's all flies and black brain goo and uh the drone or the drone host i i hate that on paper so and in the pitch room this sounds so awesome because it's a hundred percent right it's like if we're going to celebrate the awful torturous uh unkind cruel world of the american old west then why wouldn't a hundred years later whatever humanity's children are create robots that are even more detached from them so that the robots can enjoy the simulation of one of their greatest tragic events. Uh, I mean, maybe we don't that's know that we, we don't, don't know, know that but... everybody's a robot yet, but I've already predicted it. I'm, I'm double well, confirming my prediction. The big thing is you don't know the motives. We know that they're using the flies and they seems like they're using the flies to infect human people. Um, but we don't really know what that does to them because it's, you can't turn into a host. It's a robot. Well, yeah. And so when we get to the real underground, you don't find the the Westworld stuff of building, you know, robots and and programming them. You find humans in cages, and you find a pipeline of flies that is breeding the flies out of maggots, programming the flies, and sending them to humans to program the humans to send them to do something of which we know not what. Well, dang it, like, all you have to do with the flies is say the word, like, something, something nanovirus, and then all of a sudden, sure, those are actual humans, and they're being tortured with adopting the roles that robots used to have oh, to do. Well, one thing, oh, that yeah. we, one thing that we missed talking about in episode two, so we see Hale. Hale is still around. She's, they're framing her as the obvious bad guy in this whole thing. She's got the man in black in another one of those Vitruvian um, yeah. machines. But this one is like a, like a prison or something. He's locked up in this suit, and she's making copies of the Man in Black. So all of these Men in Black going around doing all these action stuff and these flies 
are all host clones of the original that she's got locked up in this huge cool machine. It's that this show rules. That uh, I, I I and yeah, he's in a Tron suit. He's got light. <laughs> he's in a it. Tron suit. <laughs> okay. It's so cool. uh, I wonder. I wonder if maybe this is like how the war ended, and um, this is all a recreation. Like, like like well, what they're doing is they're like, we've done it. He's the last human. We've replaced all the humans. His sentence for his crimes of not being cool with us robots is that he has to experience all the deaths until the scales are balanced because logic me mop and hail no it, it maybe but <laughs> it feels like they're using the man in black as as a tool uh to capture things so in the first episode remember they they basically used the man in black and the flies to get control of the hoover dam so they would have all of the data and now right. they have a self-powering place with all the data they didn't want to delete the data. They just wanted access to it. They wanted to make sure they controlled it. Now they do. And the man in black with Maeve and Caleb is sent to battle them. Uh, and, and they kill one and they just send another man in black in, in his place. So it, it feels like it's more than just punishment of the original man in black. If it is, is even that, uh, it's, it's using him as, as a persuasive tool because of who he looks like, uh, and who he represents. And okay. And then the last, or I don't know, the, the, the way episode three ends is Caleb gets tricked by all of those, the robots in the fly hallway. Uh, one of them looks like his daughter and all of the robots have been uh, going around and um, shooting themselves in the head. And Caleb doesn't want to see that happen to his daughter. Well, are they robots though? I think they were robots or you, you're right. I bet. The implication is I, the way I would, I would present it is mm. there are humans in cages and the flies are released into the cages sure. and the humans are then controllable. And so they can be made to do we anything. We do see that whole process. We just, including yeah. shooting them in the head. And we've seen an actual human get infected with the flies before. Uh, although, but, hey, maybe yeah. the flies are infecting uh, hosts. We don't know. But uh, if they are humans, Caleb believes it because he sees his daughter in one of the cages and he thinks they've got his daughter. That one turns out clearly to be a host because her whole face unfolds and starts <laughs> shooting flies at him. She does the Drake uh, seven up commercial where it's like, and it splits up and just flies. It's great. Uh, and so he Maeve said they were human. G James B is right, but I don't <gasps> think she knew what was sorry, going sorry. on. Forget about this. You're not hearing that. I don't think she really knew what was going on. To be honest, I muted him. Well, she can't sense them, right? She can sense right. hosts. She can't sense them. So they're either humans or they're hosts she can't sense. And But there is yep. some sort of connective tissue because she's able to hear the audio signals that they're giving to the flies right. um, to control them. I'm, but, I'm, but Caleb can't. He can't hear them. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this weird I'm, – I'm excited to see if what, they, if what they're trying to do is a weird like faux organic thing instead of trying to be mechanical and robotic. But I don't, yeah. I don't know where that goes. Well, and here's the other thing. Uh, we, we have – Caleb's uh, wife and daughter protected by what's his name? Carter. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets replaced by a host. That's right. So it feels like he was probably human. Well, but then, then the daughter finds his body later. So it is another. Exactly. The daughter finds the body. human Carter's body and figures out what's going on. And so the mom then has to uh, 
kill the host Carter to save the daughter. This is all intercut with Caleb discovering his daughter in the fly cage. Right. Oh, right. Those are basically happening at the same time. Oh. We're seeing them intercut yeah. for sure. And it's not clear at first whether we're seeing how the daughter got captured or, or if that is or if it's something know. else then of course it turns And out. also they literally have a reputation for intercutting things that are very very long distance apart in time. So Totally. They're all robots. <laughs> but actually in this case the intercutting was happening simultaneously. Uh, um, we find out at the end that oh, Caleb was okay, not with it. his daughter and his daughter was in fact being saved by the mom and, at the same time. And yeah. And then Caleb gets overrun by the flies, which, uh, uh, uh you looks all like have not made one Lord of the flies joke yet. I'm really disappointed well, because we don't know who's in charge of the flies. Okay. We were saving that one for when we find out, you know, who, is it hail? Who is it hail Lord right. of the flies? Yeah. That's yeah. Um, Gosh, uh, I I don't. Uh, this is a good show, Tom. I wrote a lot of notes, but I think we covered everything. The only weird thing. Okay, I got a weird. Can I give you a gripe? I got a gripe. Yeah, yeah. Give me your gripe. So they're going to the condemned lands, and they uh they stop and they do that laser bit, right? Where like they got to get out, and they got to have two people hold a key on other sides of the road, and <laughs> these big mirrors come up out of the ground to like not interrupt these lasers that are nowhere but here's the thing those lasers are all parallel with the ground right it's not like there are huge pylons shooting lasers uh, there are just parallel to the ground lasers in the middle of the desert no mm -hmm. uh, that's very strange bryce i well, I, I am sad i'm sad shot. i'm sad that i have not seen this and i already understand the geometry of your gripe. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Where are they? <laughs> but, but, but well, it's the, the pylons are just far away. It, totally. It's, it's the condemned land. So I'm totally imagining a, um, oh, you guys didn't watch it, but the, uh, um, oh, what was the Peacock show about the um, personality? Brave for NBC. Brave New World. Uh, oh, yeah. I watched a, a couple episodes of that. They go to the fake town. I don't know. Yeah. They, yeah. And they do a force fieldy sort of thing. So I can see human that. town. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Westworld's good. Uh, Westworld is good. Brian, uh, I I go to sleep early at my age. I got home from a concert last night at midnight and stayed up and watched the entire episode of Westworld. Good for you. Do you regret or embrace nope. that decision? It was one of those things where, like, I might fall asleep halfway through and I'll have to finish tomorrow, and I stayed awake. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's it's dumb. Like, yeah, it's dumb, is, is, but it's fun, okay. man. It's just Rank really fun. the Westworld seasons. Oh. One, two, and three. First season, the best. Yeah. Okay. So far, this season, second best. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jury's uh, out. Jury's out. Second season not, might still... Not a terribly high bar, but, but it sounds like it passed it. I mean... Well, it's too early to call this the best season yet. Right. I think but, my ranking would be, be, I would, I would agree with you, Tom. I'd say season one, the current season four, season three in third, and then season two at the bottom. Oh, you'd put three in front of two. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel like I also really want to rewatch two. Um, Cause that story just, they told it weird, but it could be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all I got on Westworld. Yeah. Brian, any more questions? Yeah, dude. The only lasers I care about come from the eyes of the only patriot in America left. 
That's Westworld season four, episodes two and three.